Hello and welcome. It is episode 28 of Across the Table. I am Hannibal the Magician, and we are really close to making this a professional podcast again. I've finally gotten all my boxes unpacked. My office is mostly set up. I found my professional microphone, and I am getting it together as best I can. How are you? I am here in Northridge, California, just outside of Los Angeles. It is a beautiful, beautiful sunny day with just the right kind of breeze blowing. And uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, I know a lot of you are my friends that listen to this and you listen to hear how I'm doing and I'm, I'm doing okay. There's been some uh, interesting happenings going on, but it keeps life fun. And that's really what I wanted to talk about today. I don't think I'll spend a lot of time, but there's a couple of points that raised up this week and I think they're both important. How to deal with Let's call it failure, but in this particular case, it's not going to be failure. It's going to be uh, kind of an attack, actually, kind of how to deal with things that life throws at you unexpectedly, uh, things that either come naturally or through someone else's uh, agenda because you, you can't control what other people are doing or how other people are thinking or even how they see you when you're out there, you know, being yourself and living your life. Uh, the most innocent of things can uh, seemingly, it seems, offend someone to the point of absolute rage. So there's that, and then there's also how to deal with um, with success and, and uh, other things, positive things that life can send your way that can also be enough of a distraction where it takes you away from your work. And I dealt with both of those things uh, interestingly this week. It is uh, currently about 6 o'clock my time uh, here on the West Coast. Um, I have spent the majority of the day cleaning my living space, uh, organizing things, and finished it, finishing off uh, unpacking the boxes from six weeks ago when I moved here. Um, been really interesting. Uh, spending a lot of time at the castle lately and um, focusing on work and art. And, uh, and putting my heart out there, which, as it seems, apparently is, is being quite successful as far as reaching people goes. Um, yeah, where to begin? So let's go back to... And I'm, gonna, I'm going to avoid using names because I really don't want to antagonize or instigate anything more um, than what has already happened. But I was working at a venue, and... Uh, there were a number of other performers working this particular venue. I am being, uh, I am absolutely being uh, vague on purpose um, because I don't, honestly, I'm, there's, there's pots I'm not wanting to stir, but I do want to give you a good overlook of the situation and the way it happened. So, uh, you know, bear with me and, and forgive my vagueness. There won't be any uh, specifics until I... Uh, published this years from now. Anyway, um, so I'm working a venue and there's a number of other people uh, working the venue, some of whom are magicians. And um, I had a, a nice little crowd in the room that I was in and uh, they were very enthusiastic and they were very receptive to my brand of humor and storytelling. And so I rolled with it. I mean, any of you who have seen me live know how it goes. It's very interactive, and I talk with, and I talk back, and I talk uh, at people, and I crack jokes with people at my own expense and at theirs, and it's all a very, 
it's a Hannibal experience. That's really that's what I'm going to leave it as. So I, as I was finishing up, I noticed uh, there was a gentleman standing in the back of the room, um, obviously a magician, and I will say obviously uh, because he had all the accoutrements that the average media, the average magician will wear. I'm being careful. Uh, he was kind of dressed like a pirate, which it's an interesting affectation, um, but not unheard of. And uh, it, let's just leave it at he looked like a magician to me, and it turns out he was. Um, and he was seething. He was angry. His his face was just it was it was a mask of of just um, a mixture of like disgust and and um, anger and and uh, you know he was definitely upset. You could just tell. Uh, from his whole stance, and I'm wondering, well, did he have a bad day, or is it me, or, you know, who knows what, because you you don't know somebody else's story, so uh, I didn't call on him, I didn't call at him, I just gave him his space and let him, you know, simmer, I guess, is the best thing to do, I certainly didn't want to antagonize him further, and the audience was having a great time, so why not focus on the positive, right, that's my philosophy, so, um, in the spirit of my character, uh, the guy who's on stage, the Hannibal that you all know and love, um, my final bit uh, was there are wonderful other performers here. Uh, there are dozens of other performers throughout the building. Uh, please make sure and see them all. Um, they're definitely worth your time, and when you see them work, you will understand how good I really am. Okay. It's a dig. Yes, it is. It is a dig at... Uh, my fellow performers, some of whom I, I greatly respect, but it's completely in character with Hannibal, and it wasn't specifying anybody in particular. It was just a, it was a joke on my own ego. If it was nothing else, uh, I certainly don't feel that way in reality. Let me say it again, really slowly. It was a joke, and it is in you know it is in character and it is in fitting in what I do. I certainly meant no malicious intent by it. So, um, the audience laughed and gave a couple of groans and, you know, it's just one of those things and, and, uh, and I dismissed them and they were heading out and of course some wanted to shake hands and some wanted to say thank you and it's just one of those, I'm available after my show, you know, I like to talk, I like to get in and mingle. So I'm saying goodbye to, uh, to this group and, uh, feeling really good about the, the presentation that I just delivered and, um pirate guy kind of elbowed his way through the crowd and, and got right up in my space and was like, you know, you shouldn't malign your fellow, excuse me, <clears throat> you know, you shouldn't malign your fellow performers like that. And I'm like, well, it, it was a joke. Um, well, you know, and, he, and he's, he's obviously upset and I'm trying to not get into an argument with him in the midst of a bunch of, uh, you know, audience, a bunch of participation people. So I just kind of brushed it off, like, it was a joke, don't, you know, don't get upset, all is well, like, you know, and, and trying to exit the room. Well, he, he responded with, that's going to come back and hurt you, karma is a bitch. And he made a dramatic turn on his heel and he exited the room. I let it go, I'm like, okay, that, you know, uh, some jokes will upset people and some people are just, you know, a little thin-skinned and... I will forget about it in a little bit, and he'll forget about it in a little bit, and off we'll go, right? Now, turns out I was wrong. 
Um, this was Tuesday, not, not this past Tuesday, but Tuesday a week ago. Um, the following Sunday, a week ago today, in fact, uh, I was back in the same venue and waiting in a, in a, uh, in a private space, uh, waiting for my turn to go on stage. And uh, a guy kept passing me uh, with a scowl on his face, just, just, you know, kind of stomping and kind of giving me a side eye and, again, clearly upset. And I had forgotten the entire incident on Tuesday to the point where I didn't realize it was the same guy, even though he was dressed as a pirate again. So, silly me. Uh, so he, he passed me by a few times and I was talking with some friends, um, who had just come into town, and uh, honestly, I didn't notice him. I noticed that he was upset. I didn't know it was at me. So in a moment when I was alone, uh, he cornered me in a hallway and got really, really close in my face and said, I, you know, he said, I've given you every opportunity to apologize to me, and you have just brushed it off and shrugged it off, so now we're going to escalate it. I'm going to have you brought up on ethics charges in this group that we both belong to. And, and you will be, uh, you will be excommunicated. You will be barred from the premises. And I thought it was hilarious. I, you know, it was a joke and he's literally held on to it for almost a week and has apparently been stewing in it so badly that he wants to have my character and my ethics and my morals, I guess, challenged by a, uh, by a higher power and have me banned from performing in a, in a venue that I enjoy working in. And I, I honestly, I, it took everything I could not to laugh in his face. It was, it was so ludicrous and it was so silly that uh, it, it, it just, I couldn't believe it was real. I thought for a moment I thought he was joking, but it turns out he was not. He was, uh, he was quite upset and he started shaking a little bit and his face got red and I was honestly worried about how mad he was getting. Um... So, you know, I, I, I kind of disengaged myself from the situation. And as he's ranting, I just said, you know, if you feel that strongly about it, go for it. Go, you know, go ahead and, and file. And, and uh, you know, I've been in so many hearings this year about my character that another one will be just fine. And he, uh, he again, made a very dramatic exit and left. And uh, someone found him in a... In a one of the auditoriums sitting in the back, uh, cursing, uh, under his breath, but loud enough to where they had to ask him to be quiet because he was so mad. He was just, just cursing my name. Um, and that's fascinating that me, and if you know me, think about, you know, who I am and what I stand for and the kind of jokes that I tell, the kind of show that I give and, and, and try to get your brain around someone being that angry. So I took, I, you know, I took the story to some friends, some people that I trust, and I said, here's, here's what happened. Tell me if I'm missing something. Tell me if I'm wrong in some way that I should be, uh, that I should be self-examining, or, or, or do I owe people an apology, or, or what? Now, now let, me, let me give a sidebar here. I don't believe in apologizing for art. If you put it from your heart and you meant it, and it is not, you know, 
obviously railing against a person or, or a, I don't know. It's not a racist thing. It's not a, it's not an age. I, I don't know. And, and, and honestly, from a certain point of view, art that is put forth, even performance art, is a statement about your own heart and your own self. And if you honestly and truly believe it as a statement, then where's the apology? Um, I have enough faith in myself. And, and if you examine the joke, I wasn't saying that I was better than anybody in the, in the other you know rooms and anybody that was else was performing there. I, I made the statement of when you watch them perform, you will see how good I really am. That could go either way. That could go that I'm not as good as them or I'm equally as good as them or I'm better than them. It's very ambiguous and it's a joke. You know, it's, it's, it's born from my ego. It's born from my confidence in myself, in the ability that I have to perform the way that I do. And in the words of the great Mike Birbiglia, no joke should ever end with, I was only joking, or get her done. Anyway, so I questioned some friends. I, I put, you know, told them the exact situation with what had happened. And uh, no one seemed to think that I had crossed any lines or stepped over any boundaries or, or had, in fact, done anything wrong. So I let it go. I'm not going to poke the bear. You know, I'm, uh, I have in the past, I have been known to be a, a prime bear poker, but in this particular case, it just didn't seem to be any, uh, there didn't seem to be any purpose to it. Um, and his anger really is none of my business. Uh, that's something he has to deal with on his own. It, it doesn't affect me one way or the other, um, other than my concern for fellow human beings. But honestly, at that point, at this point, anything I could say would be uh, probably misconstrued because he's, he's at that level of angry. Okay, so the very next day on a private message board in, uh, on the Facebook he posts a very long narrative about me without mentioning my name. Um, you know, very, I'm going to use the word discreet, although that's not the word I want to use. But at his discretion, he didn't bring up my name. He simply described the events as they happened in a very uh, inflammatory and false fashion. Uh, he also, he added to the story by saying that I went over time um, by 25 or more minutes, which is uh, patently false, because these days I carry in my pocket uh, an alarm that goes off at 20 minutes so that that kind of thing does not happen. It's part of being a professional. Forgive me if that sounds snotty, but I'm a pro. I know my time. So he made claims that I went over, and he, he made claims that I was insulting to him personally, and and several other inflammatory things, and because it was only his side of the story, and because he didn't, kind of because he didn't use my name, uh, several people, you know, leapt to his defense and said, yes, I'll help you uh, finance an, uh, an ethics breach against him and get him thrown out, not knowing who I was, not knowing the entire story. It was a bit distressing how quickly people piled on uh, to a negative story without hearing both sides, or having not been there at all. So, I, after some, some deep thought, I opted to not respond at all. Uh, I let the thing run its course. Um, 
a few people who actually did know the story chimed in and said, are you sure you've got your facts straight? Are you sure you're not looking at it from just a, a skewed point of view, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, to which he, he uh, defended himself vigorously in saying that uh, it, it, was, it was a mess. Let me just say that. He was very angry, and he, he maintained anger, and he was trying to incite anger in other people, which was very distressing to me. And, and I'm, I'm self-examining again. And I'm looking at everything I said and everything that I did and wondering, you know, should I, you know, what, what course of action should I take? Um, I was kind of all for let's have a hearing, let's, let's have, you know, let's get it in front of people who can make judgments of such things and see what they have to say. You know, I'm, I'm perfectly willing to do that because I don't feel still in my heart that I did anything wrong. Um... It got the attention of the uh, the leaders of that particular venue, and they called me directly. They they said a few things on the uh, on the board. Uh, I contacted them myself to let them know who it was, you know, that the altercation was speaking of, and we had a, a detailed phone conversation. Um, the end of which resulted in the, uh, the thread being taken down. I don't know if the gentleman in question took it down himself or if the owners of the particular group took it down themselves. All I know is that it was gone, and I certainly didn't pipe up to, uh, you know, to continue the storm. Um, after some thought and after some uh, deliberation on my own, uh, I gave him a call. Well, let, let me let me. Re- I didn't give him a call. Uh, just a vernacular. I uh, I sent him a message. Uh, that's you know that's what we do these days. I sent him a message saying, "Look, you know, I understand that maybe you misunderstood what I was trying to say, or you took the joke too personally. And if that's the case, and if I was out of line, I apologize. And uh, no hard feelings. Let's move on from here. Our job is to entertain." And not to have drama with each other. So let's let's bury it and move on. To which he promptly responded and invited me to go fuck myself. Uh, in his words, uh, the time for apologies is long past. I'm going to make sure that you are um, dropped, dumped, fired, you know, restricted from coming in, etc., etc. And I stopped the conversation. Uh, it was obvious there was no going anywhere um, with that. So, that that's really the end of that story so far. There hasn't been any, since the, the thread was taken down, there hasn't been any communication. Uh, there hasn't been anything that has been brought up again. I haven't received any um, notification of ethics questions or anything. Uh, and as far as... I am concerned it's over and done with. Uh, I'm sorry someone's feelings got hurt. I really am. Um, It was never my intention to do such a thing, but it was, and uh, the apology that I delivered directly was refused. So what else can I do? Lesson one. When life deals you an unexpected negative... Um, including failures, although I don't... This was not a failure on my part. Um, I gave a great show. I made people happy. I lifted hearts, and I lifted spirits, and I sent them away a little bit happier than they were when we first met. I gave them good, strong magic. I gave them astonishment. I poured out my soul, and they accepted it graciously. 
one guy got his feeling hurt, feelings hurt over one joke. And unfortunately, in the business I'm in, I cannot control that. So, what do you do? What do you do when this big ball of negative comes your way? You, uh, and including, up into and including uh, failure, utter failure, you know, horrific failure. I mourned in my own way. I had my little grief. I wrote, you know, wrote down all the points of here's what went wrong. I examined the joke itself to see, you know, is it something I should leave in? Is it something I should cut? And in the years I've been doing it, I've had exactly one person get offended over it and it fits my character and it fits the show. So it stays in, you know, professionally it stays in when it's appropriate. When I feel the audience is right for it and the show has been right for it, the uh, the, the joke will stay in. Um, I felt bad. I, I examined my own motives. I examined my own, you know, right down to the career. Am I still up for doing magic? Am I still up for doing comedy? I wallowed in my in my misery. I'm not going to push it that far. Misery is not quite the word. But in my sadness, in my disraughtness, I wallowed in it for a little while. And then I put it aside and I got over it. When you fail, when you misstep, when something goes wrong, you mourn for a time. You can pity yourself for a time. You feel all those feelings. And then you set it aside and you get over it and you walk on down the road. You continue following your heart, following your ability, following your dreams. You keep going. You don't hold on to that anchor. You let it go. That's important. Uh, I know people that, and, and I'm guilty of it myself, of carrying things for years sometimes because I said something wrong or I did something wrong or I hurt someone and it's my fault. I paid my penance. I said my sorries. I have to let it go. I cannot let it ruin the future, the present, the things that I am obligated to do now, the things that I love to do now. Just plain old living my life and living it in a, in a fun loving, joyful kind of a way. You cannot let that drag you down to your death. To your death. That's a, to your depths is what I was trying to say. But that's appropriate too. The things that I used to stumble over, I can now step over. It's progress. Failure and mourning and, and feeling the sad and feeling the feels is how you progress. It's how you grow thicker skin. It's how you improve your art, improve your life, improve your relationships. It all comes down to that mourn for a time, and set it aside. Get over yourself. Part two of this fascinating week. This week is the awards for the Magic Castle, the Academy of Magical Arts and our clubhouse, the Magic Castle in Hollywood, California. This is the equivalent of our Oscars, of our Grammys, of our Emmys, of our Cleos. This is our big award uh, and being the biggest and most popular magic venue in the entire world, um, it's a big deal. So there are huge magic names, uh, names in magic that are showing up at the castle and showing up in Hollywood and, and popping up to attend the awards ceremony. They're all coming together for this wonderful, wonderful event. And um, uh, I'm seeing famous faces and people that I have uh, studied and, uh, and somewhat idolized in my growth. And, and that's where this part of the story begins. This, uh, this past Sunday, the, the exact same night the other thing you know, came to a head, 
I was talking to a dear friend. And this dear friend is a giant in the name, uh, in the magic world. Uh, I, I admired him uh, for years and years. He was one of the greatest grand illusionists on the, on, in the world. He, he uh, advised and, and gave things to David Copperfield. He was John Belushi's stunt double in the Blues Brothers. He's led, a, he's led a very interesting, very full life, and he happens to be a magician. Uh, Jonathan Pendragon. A few years ago, uh, when I was working at the castle, uh, Jonathan and his wife, West, came to see my show. Um, just They thought my name was interesting, they loved to watch magic, so they came to see the show I was performing, and they loved it. They, they absolutely fell in love with the show that I gave to them. And afterward, uh, we we had uh, we had food together, and we talked. And I was I was starstruck. I'm sitting there with a guy that I I loved and, and whose work I admired from a, from a long way away, a guy who's been many times around the the planet and has entertained several presidents and heads of state and royalty, you know, all over the world. And he's having lunch with me, and we're talking about art, and we're talking about card tricks, and we're talking about. Uh, old movies and old uh, novels that we both love. And we became friends. Uh, oddly enough, just, this, just, just the way the world turns, we became good friends. Um, and every time I would come to the castle, he would make it a point uh, to come and watch me work. And, and uh, that, that, that feeling is incredible. So he sought me out when he came into town, and we were talking a little bit. And he's, uh, he's retiring. Jonathan is retiring. Uh, he is um, older, you know. He's 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 certainly lived a full life, and he's and he's certainly uh, worked at it very hard. And, and now it's time. His doctor has told him he should retire. So, in planning for his retirement, he booked uh, eighteen shows over the course of six days at the Magic Castle. I guess this is how one slows down. It'll be me when the time comes. Kind of a farewell week, kind of a, um, I'm going, this will be my last time performing here, I wanted to say goodbye to everybody, and I want to do the things that I love to do, and he flat out did it. I, I got to see his, his farewell show three times over the course of the past week, and it's magnificent, and and forgive me for, for fanboying a little bit, but one of the effects that he does, one of the magic things that he made famous, centers around a red and silver box uh, with, a, with a chrome dragon on the front of it. And when that box was wheeled out onto the stage, I got chills every single time. I saw it three times, and every single time it was... I got that same chill, that same feeling, that, that symbol of, uh, of a thing he made famous, of a, of a thing that made him popular, um, that, that paid his bills and, and gave him a great life is right there, you know. And I've seen him do it a dozen times. But knowing that this was, you know, this was the last ones, it was really something else. Um, so I got to do that. And um, and something incredible happened. Something really, really amazing happened. I was sitting in the audience. I was waiting for the show to start. And uh, I ran into... Um, Richard Kaufman, who is my uh, who publishes Genie magazine and is uh, my editor for the things that I, I the, the the columns that I write for Genie, 
Uh, Richard's a friend. Uh, again, uh, uh, something else I never planned on, but uh, a big name in the in the uh, entertainment field that I'm in. Uh, we're friends and, and somewhat colleagues. Um, we talked about Harry Anderson, who passed away uh, last week, and how bitter that was, and 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 what a what a what a horrible feeling that is to lose someone of the caliber of Harry, and and knowing that he's not going to be around, and that sharp, beautiful, artistic mind has been taken from us. And uh, Richard was there, and a friend of mine called Dustin was there, and and a few others. And and as we were talking, they they came to the agreement that my level of art, my level of entertainment, my level of being Hannibal, of, of self-actualization being put forth is exactly that kind of caliber that, that Harry did. Friends and colleagues and peers and giants of my industry are comparing me to a, a legend and and I don't know how to accept that yet. I don't know how to, to how to take that except to be grateful and to and to know that it came from hard work and from dedicating myself to doing it. And 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 you know, thank you for that. So that happened, and and you know, I'm just I'm overwhelmed. I'm flabbergasted, and, and again grateful. So I'm sitting in the, I'm sitting in the theater waiting for um, Jonathan show to start. When uh, Siegfried walks in. Siegfried of Siegfried and Roy. Uh, again, a legendary name in my profession. Um, known all over the world and beyond as, as one of the greatest magic acts that has ever been. Siegfried comes in and as he passes as he passes me, he stops and he shakes my hand and calls me by name and tells me he's an admirer of my work. In what universe does Siegfried know who I am? And, 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 and more, tell me that he admires the work that I've done and the videos he's seen and, and who I am. Let me really stress here, I'm not bragging. I am just telling you what happened and, and how it made me feel. It's, it's elevating, in, in, and that is a weak word to use, but that's the best one I can come up with at this particular time. It's incredibly elevating. It's, 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 it's verifying the work that I've been doing, the, 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 the blood, sweat, and tears that I've put into my art, that it has been noticed by someone of that caliber. And then the show starts, and it's beautiful, and it's magnificent, and there's live singing, and there's incredible magic, and, and Jonathan is, is pouring his heart out all over the place. And, and he stops the show. About halfway through, he stops the show. He asks for the house lights to come up. And he says, there's a couple of people in the audience I want to recognize. First of all, uh, my twin brother is here. And he points out he has a twin brother. He's sitting right across the aisle from me. And it's obvious. I mean, <laughs> there's no doubting it. Uh, and he tells a, an anecdote or two about his brother and how special his brother is. And, and then he calls my name. He asks me to stand up. He's Hannibal, stand up. And I said, what do you do? I stood up. And he introduced me to his packed house as one of the greatest close-up magicians and one of the greatest artists and a dear friend. His words. And I'm speechless. I'm standing there with my mouth hanging open and looking around and getting an ovation from these people. I have been verified by Jonathan 
freaking Pendragon. My friend, yes, my friend, a man I dearly love. But someone, he didn't have to do that. He, it's, it's his moment. It's his spotlight. It's his time on his stage. It's, it's his, one of his final performances. And he took the time to recognize me. And how do you think that makes me feel? It's huge. I'm, I, happiness doesn't, joy doesn't begin to explain it. It's, 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 it's unbelievable. So, the lights went back down. They finished the show. Dude brought me to, to close to tears by doing a, a, a linking ring routine of all things. Uh, not my favorite trick, but man, he owned it and he put emotion behind it and he dedicated it to Harry Anderson. And I was literally just on the verge of, of, of weeping. It was so beautiful and so touching. And he finished up the show strong and took his bows to a standing ovation after standing ovation, and, and it was a beautiful, lovely, incredible, historic thing, and I got to be there to experience it. And still, my head is in the clouds because of what happened to me, because of the, 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 the praise that was given to me by my incredible friend. So what do you do with that? You celebrate, lesson two. You celebrate. You embrace it. You don't, you know, you don't, you can't call him a liar. You can't, you can't throw this, 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 this praise back in his face. No, you accept it. So you succeed and you, and you celebrate your success and you revel in it and you, and you lift your head high and you put your shoulders back and you put a little extra swagger in your step because your hard work has paid off and you are recognized by your peers as being magnificent and, and, and beyond that, the people that you used to idolize now consider you their peer. How amazing is that? So you celebrate for a time and then you get over it. You put it aside. You don't carry it as a burden. It's exactly the same thing you do with failure. You, you, you take your success and you celebrate it and you revel in yourself and you pat yourself on the back and you give yourself kudos and you allow yourself to enjoy the good thing that has happened to you that you worked so hard for. And then you put it aside and you don't talk about it anymore. This will be the last time I'm talking about it, by the way. You, 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 you accept it and you, and, you, and you let it feed you and you set it aside and you continue walking your road. There is still work to be done. There is still art to be made. There are still hearts to be lifted. Just because you've arrived here doesn't mean you're done. And it doesn't mean you get to carry this accolade forever, you know, because you could just as easily screw up tomorrow night and insult somebody and make them upset. So celebrate and then set it aside and walk on. Get over yourself. You are you. You have been given a gift. You have been given something that you have uniquely. And that is your personality, your heart, your love, your soul. Do it to the best of your ability. And when you fail and you stumble, you mourn and you move on. And when you succeed, you celebrate and you move on. Life is life and it goes on. It's day by day and one day you're going to die. But every other day you get to live. And you should be living it well or as the best you possibly can. And giving of yourself as much as you possibly can, I have found, is one of the greatest joys there is. And holy cow, doesn't it come back to you? Because it does. I really, I guess that's really all I wanted to uh, to put into it right now. Um... 
I, I see you out there and, and I see you struggling and I, and I see you stumbling sometimes and I want to assure you that it's just a stumble and someday you will step over those stumbling places and I, I see you succeeding and I'm so damn proud of you when you do and I see you reveling in your art and your happiness and your families and the, and, and the love that is all around you and I'm so happy for you and I can't wait to see where you go from here. One of the things that I've put up is I did not come this far to only come this far. I have achieved things through my own hands, through my own work. Um, I, I did not set out, when I, when I did this, to work at the castle. I would read the magazines and I would see the videos about these superstars working the Magic Castle in Hollywood. And It was never even a, a dream of mine. I never even believed, or it wasn't that I believed I couldn't do it. I didn't have the I didn't have the ambition to do it. It was that's that's a thing for them, you know, for the for the incredible people. I'm going to make art. I'm going to do I'm going to put my heart out this way and I will work this way to feed my family. Magic Castle's probably not for me. And through hard work and diligence, it came my way. It it was gifted to me. I didn't don't don't take this as bragging. I didn't try hard to get in. I I simply was myself and I put forth my effort and I played my art where I needed to and the castle was handed to me 4F is the same thing I did what I did and, and people believed in me and brought me into this, this exclusive magic community the, the best of the best of close up workers from around the world I was invited to join and I have become a, a solid member there an anticipated member and I've made great friends of people that I admire a lot and I've risen to a level, and I did it all because I did the work. I just did the work. I, I gathered people, and I did card tricks for them, and I, and I got them to laugh, and I got them to gasp. I used my gift. That's all I did. That's literally all I did. There was a time when I was distracted by trophies and contests and accolades, and it led to disaster. It led to bad things for me. It, it, it was the wrong kind of ambition for me. For some people, it's exactly the greatest thing. It's, it's exactly what they should be doing. For me, in the examination of my heart, my job is to work. My job is to perform. That's what I was made for. That's what I'm put here to do. So what are you put here to do? What is your ability? How can you use it to uplift, inspire, and do better for those people who can't do for themselves? The gift is there to be used. I admire you for who you are. I admire you for stepping over your, your past stumbling blocks. I'm going to go find some food. Uh, I've got some writing to do. Uh, I'd like to put up a video diary, possibly, if that's, a, if that's a thing I can get to tonight. I'd like to do that. Um, I'm proud of myself for uh, getting all my boxes finally unpacked. I'm really glad to be here. Um, I've made some great friends. I... Um, uh, it's possible I'll go to Shin Ramen tonight. That's uh, to be, you know, I've, I've only been here a short time, but um, the owners and managers and servers and everybody that works at Shin Ramen down on Hollywood Boulevard, La Brea, uh, are magnificent, and the food is incredible. Um, so it's quickly become my favorite restaurant, and uh, I spend a lot of time there. Um, if you're in Hollywood, do yourself a favor, honestly. Um, Non-paid non-paid commercial. This is a straight accolade from somebody who just loves the food and loves the people. Shin Ramen. Um, look them up. Do a Google. Do a, you know, find them and, and have some food. 
It's amazing. It's incredible. And I think they offer, in fact, I'm fairly certain they offer a discount to the members of the Magic Castle. If you happen to be a member and you're listening to this, there's a tip. Ask for your, uh, ask for your discount. Um, so yeah, food and laundry and, uh, cleaning up some things I need to clean up. And then I think I'm going to just, um, maybe binge watch, uh, Jessica Jones season two. Uh, I love the first season and I hope it maintains in the second one. That's what I'm up to. Um, this is going to become more regular than it has been. I appreciate your patience in me. I'm, uh, you know, all the stuff that's been happening and going through, it's been kind of sparse, hit and miss kind of here and there. But I am dedicated to, uh, to fixing that. If you would like to support this, uh, this art and this craft and the, uh, the podcasts and the webcasts and the videocasts and all the other stuff that I do, as well as helping me support the charities that I support, uh, by performance, you can join my Patreon page, uh, the, the, uh, the more hashed out way, and there'll be a link in the thing, uh, www.patreon.com backslash magic artist, or I've made it really easy for you if you go to nakedelfboots.com, it's a direct link to my Patreon page, nakedelfboots.com, nakedelfboots.com will also take you there, but I'm not going to confuse you. Um, your support in no matter, uh, in no matter what amount, if it's a dollar a month, if it's 20 a month, it is greatly appreciated. And I thank you for helping me, uh, move this art down the road and help some people that can't afford, um, the entertainment, people like the MDA kids, um, that I am determined to keep working for even from a distance. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. Check out the webpage, themagicartist.com, um, Share this podcast with your friends if you've enjoyed it. Uh, give me any feedback you'd like. I'd love to hear what you think. Um, there'll be links to all those kinds of things, uh, feedback and all that. Anyway, I'm rambling and I apologize. Um, have a wonderful day. Love the people that are close to you fiercely. Let them know that they're loved. Let them know that they're cared for. And most of all, I hope that there is love where you are. <laughs>